At night I can't sleep. I toss and turn. Candlesticks in the dark. Visions of bodies being burned. Four walls Hey everybody, welcome back to Tomorrow's Cancelled. Our mamas always said we had a face made for radio. I'm Jorge. I'm Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> I'm not even gonna edit this. <laughs> when I awesome. bring it to Let your it man. We're just gonna keep this going. What have uh, you been up to, Pedro? How's your week been, man? Uh, not bad, man. Uh, not bad at all. It's, it, I'm I'm tired, but it's, it's been a good day. How about you? You know, man. I feel that I'm tired, but I'm always tired. It's it's a, it's a part of the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, this week's been a roller coaster of emotions. I've had a lot of ups, a lot of downs, uh -huh. uh, a lot of a lot of really low lows. You know. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. What can I even say? Uh, I'm just glad I'm still around. That's good. You know, as always, it's again. It's one of those things. It doesn't go away. All you can really do is like fight it from day to day, essentially, and just. I'm just tired, man. I'm just really tired. Well, I'm glad that you're still around too. <laughs> Every yeah, for time. the most part, me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not not for the most part, for the all the parts, everything. No, but you know, it's you know, last 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 episode we had the word hope, and you know, one of my biggest fears is that it's it's not all worth it. You know, I said I hope this is all worth all the time and effort I'm putting into it, but that's. That's one thing I fear, which brings us to today's word. Fear. Fear, that's F -E -A -R. right. F-E-A-R. It's more than just a clothing brand. Or a punk band. So yeah, I wrote a haiku for this week. Uh, hopefully I don't mess this up. Uh, it is, to me, the word fear. Spooky, scary skeletons. Shivers down your spine. That is, there it is. You, you know, five, Pedro, seven, that, was, that, that, that is 575, but did, do you hear that? Uh, I, yeah, what is that? What is that ominous sound I hear coming from the distance? Who? It is. <laughs> <laughs> I will guess. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back our guests from our previous episodes, Esteban and O'Nelly. What's Ooh, up, guys? You mean Esteban from episode 3, Lies, and O'Nelly from episode 5, Faith? No. Did, you lie. Wait, you do. <laughs> wait, you don't. <laughs> wow. What 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 brings you guys to the Tomorrow's Cancelled Studio? We pitched an idea and Pedro fell for it, so I think it could work out. <laughs> okay. What is it? So we're just gonna do a quick little story. Just something that maybe will pique people's interest. To kind of an addendum or. No, we just wanted to crash somebody's podcast. Okay, well, then, yeah, okay, cool. We can look at that. <laughs> it's one of those, uh, mom said, I gotta come, or y'all can't go situations. <laughs> yeah. The only way we could have a podcast today <laughs> is if we allowed them to crash. Plus, so, we did hear that the word was fear, and I think we have some pretty good stories on that one. Yeah, it's all the right. word fear. Cool, all right. cool. You well, wanna go first, or should By I? all means, take just, the stage. Just get it over with. Alright. Alright, cool. So, I think at around at around the, the initial time I started going out with O'Nelly, like I was hanging out with the Seuss in LA and all that sort of stuff, and there was like this birthday party we ended up going to, and for some reason or another we decided to walk all the way to fucking Silver Lake to get beers. Or LA, I don't know, it was near Mohawk Bend. I don't know if you know the area, but around there. And we're walking, and we're having fun. I think I just maybe smoked weed with Jesus for one of the first few times I'd ever done it with him. Ooh. And we we went to the liquor store just to buy like beer, and I bought a six pack of like some really nice stuff. 
And as we're walking by it back, I drink a beer. I think I ended up drinking two. Jesus had one. Uh, somebody he was with had another. And I get this call. And all of a sudden, I don't know. It, it's, it feels such an interesting thing. Because sometimes you can take it so many different ways. When you first hear it or when you first see it, you could either just freeze up. Or it ends up turning into something that just turns you cold. Okay. Just completely cold. You have no feeling. You're just so terrified that you're like shit. It's it's one of those fight or flight moments that I've experienced, and maybe one of one of the few. And when that happened, um, my my mom gave me a call, and she she called me to tell me that my sister was in the hospital. And at the time, my sister was pregnant with her second kid, uh, Matthew, which I'm actually his uh, godfather right now. But um, humble she brag. called me. Huh? <laughs> a humble brag moment. Yeah, yeah, humble brag. <laughs> so she calls me and she tells me, I don't care where you are. I need you to come to the hospital. Oh, shit. Your sister just had a heart attack. Oh. And she's in an intensive... Uh, like cardiac uh, care unit, and I'm like, like that's that moment, like yeah. just went cold because I don't know, I like just imagining somebody that's younger than you dying, and then the magnification point being somebody who's your family and is younger than you dying. Like I guess there's some sort of like it's close to being a parent and seeing your child die, you know? Yeah, because yeah. You've grown up with these people. You feel like you're responsible for these people. And all of a sudden, you hear this, and you're like, shit. Any drunkenness I had disappeared. <clears throat> I knew I needed to be there, and I, I, I don't know how, but I just needed to show up there yesterday. Like, <laughs> just right. fucking rushy. And I'm all the way in, like, Silver Lake, Highland Parkish, and I needed to make it back to Pomona. Like, instantly, my mind sobers. I jump in the car. And at the time, I just started, like, really romantically talking to One, who's my wife. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we just started going through those motions. And I couldn't imagine anybody else to talk to at that moment. I guess maybe as a sign of weakness, like, hey, this is me at my weakest. Take it for whatever it's worth, but... Take it, you know? And I just told her exactly what happened. And I just really mean to talk to somebody right then and there. And yeah, I fucking... I think I made it from LA to Pomona in like 10 minutes. Like, oh, I was speeding. <laughs> I was speeding in my car. And I didn't care. Like, I just wanted to get there. Even if the cops stopped me, I would probably just say, my sister just had a, had a heart attack. I need to be there. And I'm sure they would have probably just... Said, okay, fuck it. Here, let's go. Probably would have gave me an escort. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe yeah, I would have yeah. been in the fucking drunk tank. Who <laughs> yeah, knows? You never know. But it's that's what I was using to justify. Finally get there. I see my mom, my dad. I think my brother had just left to go back to school in Chico. So he didn't even know that the baby was born. Let alone that my sister had just had a heart attack. So I'm, <laughs> it's so funny because I finally talked to her husband, Victor. I get led into the 
uh, the intensive care cardiac unit. And they only let one person in at a time. So you can only have one guest. Obviously, because there's serious shit going on there, they don't want too many people just in case somebody else crashes. Of course. You know, fucking push everybody aside and let's get to work. And so it's only one person at a time. I get there and the first thing I tell my sister is a fucking joke. <laughs> just because I want to, like, maybe like you, you know, in a way, sometimes we feel like jokesters. Yeah. And that that's like our place where... To break the tension. Lighten the mood, break the tension. And even if it's... Even if it's to our own, like, it costs us. Like, self-deprivating humor is something that I think we both (laughs) really enjoy. Yeah. So, I do that, and my sister looks at me, and she's like, you're such a fucking idiot, and starts laughing. (laughs) And, like, I knew it worked, you know? But I think it was just... I was so glad, because for a moment, I thought I was going to lose something else, like... You never think of it as important up until you have to think about it. Up you know? Until you're placed in the moment where you might lose it. Yeah. Yeah. Like all those famous love songs that exist on the radio. <laughs> you never know what you have until it's gone. I never thought there'd be a never thought there'd be a Cinderella reference on her fucking podcast. <laughs> Achievement unlocked. Uh, well, fucking damn. Yeah. And who's this other uh straggler you brought with you? Does she have something she wants to say? Yes, I do. <laughs> That was a beautiful story, so and I'm so glad your sister's okay. <laughs> In all sincerity, like her, his sister's really, really cool. Um, my stories are a little bit different in that, uh, to this day, the scariest nightmares I've ever had were the ones right after my dad passed away, where I continuously had nightmares where my mom died or left us or sold us. Sold you? Sold us, Yeah. So I would have like multiple <laughs> nightmares. The silliest and worst one and the one that still kind of like creeps me out is I dreamt that I was at a birthday party and I was playing with a bouncy ball, like, you know, like a, uh, like a party favor. Okay. And I was bouncing it on the street and in the distance I see a helicopter carrying a piano, you know, like from a string, like the cartoons. And I'm like, oh, that's weird, right? So the, the piano... Uh, the helicopter flies over us, and the cord snaps okay. and falls directly on top of my mom. And the impact makes me fall to the ground. And when I open my eyes, I see my mom's hand sticking out from underneath the piano. And as I reach to grab her hand, I say like I call out, I call her out, Mama. And that, and the only reason I woke up was because my hand hit the wall. Oh. Like it was such an intense dream that I was at, it was literally I was literally moving and I heard the last the second syllable of mama as I woke up. I heard <laughs> my own voice saying it. And yeah, it th- those were the scariest dreams. Oh my God. That's it. It's a short story, but yeah. It's, <laughs> Is it's that a reoccurring story. dream, that piano dream? No, it only happened once, but those were the only dreams that have ever like really kept me up at night, like where I woke up crying and yeah, 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 yeah. so nothing yeah. else scares me as much as that. <laughs> fuck <laughs> well, the witches. Shit. <laughs> fuck the witches. <laughs> well, fuck. And that was let me just <laughs>
Thanks for joining us, you guys. Thanks for sharing those stories with us. You know, fear is a big thing. Yeah, it affects everybody. You can meet someone that's like, I'm not scared of any. That's bull. No, that is bull crap. crap. Absolute bull crap. And 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 thank you guys for sharing your podcast with us. (laughs) Of course, this is everyone's podcast. This is everyone's podcast. Just lonely attention (laughs) horse. This podcast operates under squatters' rights. Yeah, (laughs) anyone can come through that door at any moment. Tomorrow's canceled. A podcast for friends. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening to this right now, come on over. I'm definitely bleeping the address. <laughs> what about you, George? Uh, you know what, man? Uh, so I, you know, I mentioned this week has been really up and down for me. Uh, I've made a lot of realizations in this week. Uh, one of those things is that I have experienced a lot of fear in my life. Uh, I still do because you know it's you're always going to fear something. I feel you know you're not going to be fearless. Okay, so about maybe a month or so ago, Pedro, you're going to remember this because you were there. Uh, about a month or so ago, I I took shrooms. I took psychedelic mushrooms oh, yeah. uh, because I have done them before and it was always a good time. But this time around, I wasn't in the right mindset to be doing that. I, I feel like I was kind of seeking a bad trip, which I think is really the only way to have a bad trip. But, you know, if anybody out there does, if you're a specialist in psychedelics, let us know. But anywho... <laughs> Uh, so as I was going through, it was about maybe an hour into the trip, I started having this conversation with myself, you know, and I was kind of freaking out because I was hearing things and uh, I was seeing a bunch of colors, but that wasn't the reason I was freaking out. I was freaking out just because, again, I was in a bad headspace. But I remember asking myself at one point, I was like, well, what am I afraid of? And I, asked my, and I told myself, I'm afraid of dying, which seems weird to me now because I don't know if I... I, I don't fear death as an idea. I am, I, I'm kind of obsessed with death, which is really weird. But I think uh, one of the reasons I would never go through with suicide or anything like that is because I do always have that moment of clarity, you know, where it's like, man, well, what's going to happen? You know, like, how's everyone else going to handle this? You know, uh, when you're in that headspace, it's not really something you try to think too much about. You know, you're kind of just surrounded by all these thoughts and all these reasons why you should go through with it, that you're kind of clouding yourself from the reasons you shouldn't. And it's all the aftermath and everything. Uh, but anywho, uh, I guess I, I, I do fear death because it's just, you know, that, that's, that's very final. <laughs> yes. You know, um, for, all the, uh, for all the down moments you have in your life, there are always that, there's always that counterbalance. There's always those positive moments. You know, and that's that's one thing I've really learned is to just try letting go of fear. You know, you said something about how fear, it kind of, it can affect you in a certain way. You know, you either, it can fuel you to run away. It can motivate you. You know, it's kind of like the adrenaline of emotions. And that's just one thing I really learned is I need to get to the core of my fears and kind of get over it. Move past them. You know, move on to the next fear so I can keep growing. But yeah, I hold a lot of fear. I think uh, one of the yeah, I have plenty of scary stories, so I'll just mm-hmm. I'll just go through the, through them real quick. Uh, when I was in high school, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced sleep paralysis, Ooh. but uh, it's uh, something else. <laughs> uh, I remember back I was a I was a sophomore in high school, 
and I was asleep and I woke up at maybe three in the morning and I was just frozen. I didn't know what was going on. I felt like there was an anvil on my chest. I was just staring at the ceiling trying, I couldn't move at all, you know, which is really, it's, it's concerning when you wake up and you just, I can't feel my limbs. And looking back at your, your thought process for death, I think I'm somewhere at the similar, but I have a name for it. Uh, when it comes to death, I usually call it the the big sleep. The big sleep. Because that's yeah, that's the way I look at it. You know, I'm non-religious, all that sort of stuff. And it's just, when you go to sleep, you don't realize what happens in your sleep. It's mm-hmm. just blank. And I think that's what it is that's scariest to me. Because um, I like being alive. Right. I know, I, yeah. I know that that sounds like such a novel concept, but being alive is so fun because you get to spend it with the people you love and the people you love to hang out with and not having that to me because I'm, I'm a very social person and sometimes I get bummed out when I don't hang out with my friends or family or stuff like that, but I think that's the thing I look for in life. So that big sleep is scary to me in that sense because... That's it. I'm you're never going to see them again. Anymore. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, it's it's so terrifying. And I think I won't ever get over it just because I love, like, situations like this. If I was asleep, this wouldn't be happening. Yeah. Right. You know, I could have gone to sleep an hour ago, but it's it's that joy of hosting or entertaining people. That's what's dri- what drives me. Yeah. Just being able to do something. Right, like, uh, yeah. No, I like that. I like that. I've I normally just always seen death as like, uh, well, there's this there's this religion that's really popular with like Latin cultures, uh, the Santísima Muerte, and they just they see death as a mother, you know, kind of someone that helps keep balance in the world, and at the end of it, at the end of our life, at the end of it all, she's just waiting to give you that embrace you know she's trying to bring you home so that's that's again that's why i don't like i don't want to die but if it does happen i think of it that way you know just think of all the stuff you don't have to deal with anymore but then all the stuff you miss out but uh anywho going back to sleep paralysis you know i I remember i was finally i was staring at the ceiling for the longest time couldn't breathe i was freaking out i was finally able to turn to my side and I see, like, this little demon gargoyle troll thing, like, sitting next to me, and, like, freaks me the hell out. And I, so I'm finally able to move, I'm finally able to breathe, and I'm like, okay, something weird just happened. Okay, I go back to sleep, I went back to school the next day, I was, like, visibly shaken. You know, I got to, like, second period, and I told my teacher, I was like, dude, I, I'm gonna go talk to the counselor real quick. Uh, quick note, the counselor didn't help much. He ended up telling me a story about how he got an ulcer in his heart, but, you know. <laughs> Fucking A. <laughs> Fucking A, right? Uh, the next story I had for fear is, uh, it's different. Uh, it was, uh, it was a time in my life where I was really, I guess I still am, but I was really, really questioning, like, my, my gender identity. You know, uh, I was pretty certain I was trans. I identify as non-binary now just because genders are weird. But anyways, back at the time, I was, you know, I I was pretty sure I was female and I was going by the name Susie. And so I remember I was driving around downtown Pomona 
And this homeless dude walks up to me and he's like, hey man, you know, I'm just trying to get something to eat. He gives me this whole story. He's like, I'm trying to get to the homeless shelter. I'm not like other homeless people. I buy the good deodorant and stuff like that, which made me laugh. I was like, all right. Uh, so he's like, oh, you know, I just need some food. And at this point, I've gotten pretty skeptical about giving people money just because, are they? So I'll offer them, hey, I'll get you some food. You know, I'll get you what you need. And so this dude was like, all right, cool. So he hopped in my truck. And I gave him a ride, and we were going through the Jack in the Box uh, drive through We are going through the Jack in the Box drive through and he, he asked me my name. Oh, I go by Susie. He's like, oh, what? Like, he got, like, visibly irritated, you know? He was like, oh, I, I thought you were some kind of faggot or something. I was like, no, no, it's just because a friend of mine in, in her remembrance. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he started telling me just the weirdest, like, how are you going to say this to a stranger that's trying to help you, you know? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm running from the cops because I just got out of prison and I, I murdered my fiance because I caught her in bed with someone else so I killed them both with a baseball bat. And I'm just like, dude, what I'm trying to get you some tacos. Why are you dropping this on me, man? And so, you know, I got him his food. He said, thanks. And I was on my merry way. Thanking God I was still alive. Yeah. <laughs> let me just interject. Let me just. <laughs> let me just. Let me just. But... In this podcast, should we be reacting, like, vocally to a lot of these things? Because, goddamn, a lot of these are, like, either we really have to agree with you just because that's probably what we would do, too. And, yeah, Jesus. Dude, that's <laughs> fucked up. I, uh, I've gotten in a lot of situations because uh, I, I don't know if it's because I'm still very young at heart, maybe I'm just naive, but I've learned through a lot of my mistakes. Uh, still making many more, but still learning. Yeah. Yeah, those are my stories. Those are the ones I can think of. Well, I would rate those stories on the maximum spooky meter, like at least a 9 out of 10. Maximum spooky. <laughs> yeah, 9 out of 10 uh, spooky bones out of 10, you know. Pedro got spooked. I did. I, I, you, I felt the chill. <laughs> Funny thing is, I still see that homeless dude around downtown, and he'll come and ask me from time to time, like, hey, dude, spare some change. And I tell him, you know what, man? You don't remember me, and that bothers me, so I'm not going to give you any money. Wow. I like so that. I just, Stand your yeah, ground. <laughs> he rides around on his bike. He's like, dude, you told me about murdering your wife and her <laughs> mistress. Mister? Mistress? Because, I mean, it was his wife no, and no, a no. dude. Lover. Sancho. Okay, oh, yeah, we, we totally forgot Sancho. about Mexicans. <laughs> Never forget us. <laughs> Never forget us because. Right. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and take a break, guys. Um, hope you guys are doing well. Make sure you're staying hydrated, guys. If you haven't eaten today, eat. It's important. Take care of yourselves. Yeah, and we love you guys. So, we'll be right back.
wrists were eternally Fires applied to their body Teeth are extruded and born to crown And baked into cakes which are passed around I was gonna. I was hoping you 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 kind of touched on it, George, and I'm gonna go really into it because it's really a thing that I did was constantly uh, afraid of all the time, and that was sleep paralysis. Um, a big portion of my life, uh, Stephen and O'Nelly will know this because I've told them about it countless times. But a big portion of my life, about age 17 to age 23, 24, I suffered from. Uh, Sleep paralysis almost every single night. Yes, almost every single night. So what, 365 days out of the year? Jesus. Easily 300 days out of the year. Um, Always in different moderations, different intensities, uh, but regardless, I always had it. And when I say like different intensities, I mean like sometimes I could just literally be in the moment and it would feel like only 15 seconds passed where sometimes I would be in the moment and it felt like, a week had passed and turn, and I would wake up and I had only been asleep for five minutes. <laughs> um, I don't remember the exact time frame, like what happened, like whether like what I was doing in my life. But the one thing that has always bugged me about my history with sleep paralysis is that when I started researching it and everything, the one thing that everyone always noted was it's because of stress. And I can honestly say, like, no lie, that that was probably the least stressful time of my life. I was the happiest of my life. Like, I finally, like, of course I had problems like anybody else, but, like, I had friends that I always hung out with, having fun. I was constantly, you know, I didn't have a job, so I could just do whatever I want. Like, I, my life was just concerts and hanging out with my friends. 
you know, and, and like figuring out who I was as a person. But I can honestly say that my life was just fun. But that would that would just completely turn on its axis the moment that I would fall asleep. Um, the very first time that I had sleep paralysis, um, I just remember I was watching uh, Adult Swim. I was watching uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and I fell asleep. And uh, at the time, I would actually had a healthier sleep schedule. So I actually fell asleep around 10 to 11.30, if you can believe. Anyone who knows me is probably going like, nah-uh. But yes, 10 to 11.30 was the latest Like I would stay up. Um, my dad worked at uh, Yoshinoya, and he would come home at almost exactly like 11.05 every day because Yoshinoya is really, really close to where we live. It was like three minutes away. So he would come in. He would always open the door, check to see if I'm sleeping. If I was awake, he'd say like, oh, how was your day, blah, blah, blah. Um, but if I wasn't, he'd come in, and he'd turn off the TV, and, you know, and then he'd go to his room. So this was one of those situations. My dad came in at some point, turned off the TV, um, I awoke, you know, just like frozen in time, like, just like what, what the heck is happening? Didn't understand what was happening. Honestly, the very first thing that I thought of was that I, uh, legit like had like my arms fell asleep. Like, you know, like well, you don't get enough blood to them. And I thought I had fallen asleep because, uh, I couldn't move and I did not understand why, um, uh, I was just very confused, and uh, all of a sudden, um, Stefan would know this, but my room had two windows, and I was always kind of creeped out by those windows, like, just the idea of Wait, is knowing... this the same house where he would open those windows and yes. scare you? Yes, yes, but this was in my well, actual my room. would come in and just be like, oh! Yeah, my friends would fuck with me with these windows, but my room itself had two, it was a very small room, and it had two windows on opposite sides, and um, I was, it's a story for another day, but I was always scared of aliens, so my thought process every night was, I hope I don't look up and I see an alien standing there looking into my room, because at this point in time, I had no curtains in my room. You know, those like cheap <laughs> curtains that you pull up and they never go up or down whenever you want to. Right. I had those. Uh, I didn't have any in my room. So I slept with either looking at the ceiling, watching TV, trying to ignore the world around me, or uh, looking at the wall next to me. Because I did not, I, my greatest fear was turning over and seeing something standing there. I, I think I would just die instantly. <laughs> I would just evaporate <laughs> into, like, I would just turn into sea foam and wash, wash away because, like, that's the fear that would wash over me okay, thinking that would happen. No, I'm not even joking. Like, um, to this day, sometimes I get that. But, okay, but I, I digress. Um, so I just look around my room, and I don't know what the fuck is happening. Suddenly I look over at my wall, and I see what appears to be an arm just sticking out, almost like a man got, like, built into my wall. I just okay. see an arm sticking out, and I'm all like, what the fuck is that, you know? My my thought process at the time, because I had never experienced sleep paralysis, was, oh, like, it's my sweater. And the more I thought about it, I was like, wait, like, I don't have a chair there. Like, what? Like, what is that? As I'm gathering my thoughts, this arm starts pushing itself away from the wall like, and it and it almost looks like someone climbing into my room but it they're manifesting out of nothing out of just the wall 
Um, so I start freaking out. My first thought is to just call my mom and like in a very like little kid way, I shrunk down and I was like, Amma, Amma, like, like I was literally, that's what I was saying to myself. My, my voice wasn't working, but that's what I was saying to my, I, I literally turned into like a five-year-old in that Isn't moment. That, like terrifying? Yes. Because you're trying to just get something out. Yes, and it yes. Just... I couldn't do anything. So I start just mumbling like that. Um, and the, the image which was just a, imagine just the silhouette of a person, but with a bright white smile, just starts digging itself out of the wall and starts walking towards me. And this image walks as like directly in front of my face, as close as you can possibly get, as most intimate as you can get across, sitting across from someone. And it's just smiling and staring at me with no eyes, just a big white smile. And I'm just like shrinking. I, I'm, like I, I'm panicking beyond belief, and this image just sits there, sitting in front of me for must for what felt like probably like twenty minutes, where I couldn't move, I could just jiggle around, but and I can't look away. I'm just staring yeah. at it, and out of nowhere, something which is probably very similar to what you said, like maybe I slapped the wall, maybe I, I just kicked myself in a certain way, maybe my heart rate just paced so much, I woke up. And there was nothing there. It was almost like, like you know, like when you take a picture and like the lens like just goes, yeah. the shutter. It was almost like that. It was just gone in an instant. And the very first thing I thought was like, like I just experienced like a terrest- extraterrestrial activity. Okay. <laughs> no, that was my very first thought process. And I got up, I turned on all the lights, and I just stood there like, like in my room like, kind of like embracing my legs, like hugging them close to my body. And um, I wanted so badly to like go knock on my mom's room, but I'll, I'll, I'll bring up this story in its, in its entirety someday. But I had already had an issue like three years, maybe three, four years earlier where I was scared of aliens. And I went into my mom's room and I just like went between my parents, like terrified. And like, they always like asked me like, what happened? And you know, like, so... Um, but anyways, uh, I didn't want to do that. I was older, you know, I was like, no, I need to be a man, machismo. Like, I'll just, I'll just stay up until I get sleepy and fall asleep again. Toxic masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> so, long story short, I did not sleep that day. <laughs> Shit. I did not sleep that day. Um, and I remember, like, falling asleep, like, you know, like, nodding off in class and stuff, but... Yeah, and I stayed awake the whole day. I came back. I fell asleep. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Like, I was just like, well, I don't I don't know. Like, I was like, I, I really don't know how to explain this. Uh, a lot of it was I just blamed myself. I was just like, well, it's kind of like the whole, like, thing with uh, ghosts and such. It's like, well, if you invite it or, like, if you're interested, they're going to come to you, you know? Right. So I was like, this is what I get for, like, always looking up shit about right. aliens and stuff. Like, now the aliens are interested in me. And I hope they just did what they did, and I never see them again. Uh, I'm sad to say I was wrong. Because <laughs> maybe, you know, like, two, three weeks after that, I experienced it again. And I kept experiencing it for the longevity of my life. It just kept happening, and and I have so many different variations, different things that would manifest in my room. Uh, I had the exact same thing as you said, a small goblin-like creature just staring at me. 
I'd have uh, times when I legit thought I was awake and I was asleep the whole time and this image would appear out of the television. I'd have chairs that would just bend into people. I'd have things that would sit on my bed. I have things that would hug me from underneath my bed. Uh, the most intense one to date was um, that, the feeling of someone holding me down. I literally felt the fingers brush against my body, holding me from under my bed. Um, something holding my head steady where my pillow was. And all of a sudden, like, I was just, like, panicking really crazy. I started seeing, like, all these different, like, insignias and numbers float above my head in bright red, like, luminescent flashing. Yes, um, and I was freaking out, freaking out. All of a sudden, intense silence in my room. I thought, I thought, I, I would have put my hand to God that I was awake already. Intense silence in my room, and I was just like... So I was just like, okay, okay, I'll just get up and I'll turn on the television. Because sometimes my, and here's the thing, I never told my parents about this. They still don't know about this. But I, I would just get up and I'd turn on the TV, you know. And then if it was really late at night, my parents wouldn't, you know, they didn't know the TV was on. So I would just leave it on. So as I'm going to get up and turn on the TV, I am lifted. I am lifted above the bed. Whoa. With my sheets and everything on top of me. I can almost see myself floating above my bed. Sounds like astral projection. I, yeah, I don't know. Like, it was just, I was floating above my bed. And all of a sudden, I don't know if you guys have ever heard this uh, this clip on YouTube. But somebody uploaded what they said was they recorded the gates of hell. Hmm. As oh, someone opened them. I Maybe. it's It's just the sounds of people screaming in agony. That is exactly what I heard to the point where I heard when I heard that video of the gates of hell, I a chill went through my body because I was like, that's exactly what I heard as I was floating. So as I was floating above my bed, I hear this. I hear all these things. And the really crazy thing is I started hearing people ask for forgiveness in different languages. Hmm. And I understood some of these languages, even though I don't speak like. French. I oh, well, at the time I spoke a little bit, but you know, like I, I'm not fluent in French. I'm not fluent in Italian. I'm not fluent in right. Parsi. Like I, you know, all this stuff. Like, but I was hearing them, and I could understand what they were crying about. But I did not. I didn't. You know, like I, I, yeah. I, I didn't know how to translate it. So all this starts blur, like building and building and building to the point where my, my head is just like hurting. It's hurting, but I'm floating. I'm floating above my bed. I can't do anything. Suddenly, intense silence. And somebody in a, like, a low cracking voice in a language that I never heard replicated everywhere, but I understood what he said. He said, we'll be back. And I fell. Wow. I fell to my bed. And I woke up. I started crying. And I still, to this day... I'm amazed my mom didn't come through or my dad came through because I was screaming as if I had like, like if you, George, just died in my arms. I was screaming, like crying and nobody woke up like and I just I was just crying the whole night. And yeah, and that was just it fucking sucked because that was just another day, another day, you know, and I still to this day have no idea why I got this stuff. Um. I, I don't know. But you know, then one day, uh, it just went away. And I don't know why. <laughs> I, 
If any of you listeners out there, if any of you guys are psychics or shamans <laughs> or spiritualists or anything of that sort, we'd love to have you on the show because I have a ton of questions. Yeah. You know, I mentioned one time that, uh, you know, how the human mind is capable of just so many things. Yes. You know, I'm very into esotericism because I, I, but I also believe in science. You know, I like to keep a balance. But, you know, there's many, the, those creatures that we experience, you know, they could be shadow people. You know, they're coming to take us away or what have you. Uh, it's it's very terrifying. You know, sometimes science just doesn't cut it. You know, like, okay, I see the numbers, but why is this happening? Yes. Uh, I do remember, I think, I've only experienced sleep paralysis maybe two or three times after mm. the time I had it. Uh, one time was when I was, so I sleep in a metal shack. Yeah. Uh, it was formerly a tool shed, got converted into a room. And one of the first nights I was sleeping there, I didn't have a bed for the longest time. So I was just laying on the floor, and I remember I would wake up periodically from 1 to 3 a lot just because that's when the weather would really hit, like at night, and I'd be super cold, so I'd get up to go get some water or to go pee or what have you. Yeah. So I woke up around the time once, and I was like, oh, okay, this is, I gotta go do something. But again, couldn't move. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just like, ah, oh, shit, it's happening. <laughs> and I just saw, I, I, I remember staring up, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw this, like, just really elongated shadow just kind of growing up, like, out of the floor. <laughs> yes. And just a hat. And yeah, I remember just, like, man. I was That's like, man, cri- yeah. this is this is happening again. So you've, you've met the hat man also. Oh, absolutely. Like, I've met the hat man and his, like, four people. And, you know, <laughs> it, it, was, it was very, at this point, I, I'm not going to say I got used to it, but I, I, I kind of got the idea in my head that okay this is happening right now it'll be over soon you know just kind of like get that like kind of like get yourself in the mind in the mindset right and so that that night came and went and then i think it was about a week later i was sleeping face down and i was enjoying my sleep it was a very deep sleep it was very comfortable and i remember i was just i was shook out of my sleep mm-hmm. i it wasn't like a levitation like you experienced, you know, like in your bed or floating, it was like something grabbed my arm and jerked me skywards. Yeah. And I'm still half asleep. Yeah. And I just hear out of out of nowhere, it was like this booming voice. And all I heard was, Jorge Martinez, <laughs> the Lord God is with you. And I just sunk right back down and knocked out. <laughs> what the heck? And since then, I have not experienced... Sleep paralysis. So we got two totally different sides of the coin. It sounds like God bailed you out. <laughs> you know what, man? Hey. But I didn't get that sort of appreciation or love, which is fine. We got some shit to figure out, God. <laughs> we'll get there. Are you you there, wanna... God? It's me, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> What's fucked up in my case, I actually once had sleep paralysis, but having heard Pedro talk so much about it, and telling me everything he had ever experienced, I was more excited. As fucked up as it sounds, like <laughs> I was more excited to be there in that moment, seeing what my like faith or my mind was capable of. Because yeah, I'm I've always been like super like non-believing of a lot of things. Yeah. So I was like, shit, I'm here. This is now. Like, yeah, I'm about to fucking see what it is. Because Pedro's always talked about it. <laughs> but I think since Pedro talked so much about it, he took the mystery out of it. And I I also couldn't get out of bed. I woke up super lucid, 
And I tried to get up. Something was holding me down, but I couldn't see anything holding me down. And I used to love sleeping with my window open. So I would just see the breeze push the curtains. <laughs> and the whole time, I think I was awake almost for two hours waiting to see what my demon was. Waiting, <laughs> waiting to see something. what was going to come in through that window. And nothing ever happened. And I think it was just the idea of what Pedro had gone through that just scared me more than actually what anything I could have ever thought of. the actual experience. Yeah. 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 There's a, I hope I remember the name correctly, but there's a really good uh, documentary on Netflix. I believe it's called The Nightmare. And it's exactly about this. And uh, I remember when I was watching it with my girlfriend at the time, I kept interrupting it because I was like, yes, yes. Oh, and, and then to the point where I was spoiling what was going to happen. And I had never seen this documentary. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be a fucking cat or it's going to be a fucking dude with a hat or it's going to be this and that. And like every single one. And I was like, this documentary is amazing. And it kind of made me feel good that I was like, I wasn't going through this alone. But at the t- same time. And also because it was, like, validating everything I was going through. But at the same time, in the documentary, they did touch upon, like, I had never had it until someone told me about it. And I was all, like, at that point in time, I had not thought about my sleep paralysis in years. And I was all, like, son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It was, like, it's going to start again. So, uh, yeah. Sleep paralysis is a bitch. No, you're right, because I think after we had talked about sleep paralysis, when I told you about mine, you told me you had one, like, the week after. Yeah. Or two weeks after. Yeah. Shit. It was a little baby one, but uh, I'll take that baby one. <laughs> it was nothing compared to my old fucking ones. You know what's so crazy is that going back to when you were watching the documentary, you know, there's there's so many things that we experience as individuals just in our own daily lives, you know, that we don't really talk about just because we tell ourselves, like, that didn't just happen. Or, man, if I try to explain this, I'm going to sound insane, you know? Yeah. It, it really does help when there are others talking about it or just because it, you do get that validation. You're like, oh, thank God, man. Like, I'm not crazy <laughs> yes. or not as crazy as I once thought, you know? It kind of, uh, it really helps you center yourself and ground yourself and just think okay we're all going through this we're all going through this together at least oh yeah you know it's a little less scary i legit akin it to now this generation is they just talk this subject up like it's nothing but when we grew up esteban and i I, on le2 masturbation was like shameful you know like you yeah. never talked about it to the point no, where you told yeah. kids like i bet you jerk off Dude, like, no, 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 no no i don't no, jerk no. off I don't, do it. I don't do it and that's what i akin this to like i was like this is like masturbation i don't i'm not supposed to talk about this i will never tell anyone about this but you everybody know? probably does it probably. Or yeah yes yeah. and that's what i'm saying like what you've put it perfectly like once i had that validation and someone else was there i was like oh you know, that is one Thank thing the maker. I, I, I do appreciate this generation for, you know, because there are people that are just trying to get rid of those stigmas, you know, people that are being like body positive or like sex positive or what have you. It's, uh, times are changing and change was something I used to fear, but you know, it's, it's a good thing. We're moving towards something, yeah. whether it's our destruction or our utopia We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> Just to close off that thought, 
which like is a big difference between the generation I grew up in and this generation, but it actually legit made me laugh. Um, it was probably like two years ago. <laughs> I was just walking down the street and there was a kid um, pulling another kid on a skateboard on his bike. You know, and they were just going up and down, up and down, hey. and uh, and and the kid like bailed on the skateboard, you know, and the kid kept going past him, like, and the kid was like chasing him, I was like, hey, wait for me, and the kid on this on on the bicycle looks back and go, hurry up, Josh, I'll let you poke my booty hole when we get home, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, and I was just like, that's something that would have never, ever been said when we grew up. You know what? To add to that, <laughs> sexual, <laughs> sexual openness is something that has been very recent. And I know I it, I like to fuck around. <laughs> and I I do all that sort of shit with you guys. <laughs> like Dwayne, me, you, Jesus. Yeah. It, there's that ambiguity. Okay. Yeah, and I think it's just, fuck it, we're here for a good time, even if it's fucking making gay jokes yeah. about each other. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? <laughs> no, yeah. It's There's awesome. a little bit of truth behind every lie. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I caught the film Definitely once or twice this month. Thanks for joining us, guys. It's going to be a good day. I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> I think my nipple. <laughs> That's how it doesn't work. It's visual. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I want them to say it. All right, say it. What's the what's the catchphrase, guys? Uh, it's gonna be a good day. It's gonna be a good day. I can feel it. I can feel it. Wrong. It's zippity zap. <laughs> 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 <laughs>